Alright, so everyone their mothers already covered this, but I figured I might as well take a crack at it too. So here we go. Do you believe that good and evil exist? Well, thanks for asking. Well, I, I believe in trying to be a good person, and I believe it's better to do good than to cause harm. And as for evil, I believe in human evil, that sometimes people do atrocious things out of ignorance or anger or due to a lack of empathy or due to an allegiance to some warped ideology. But I don't believe in evil as some spiritual or cosmic force, i.e. the devil, etc. The answer to this question separates Judeo-Christian values from secular values. Well, I guess that might be true in a sense. It depends on how you're defining good and evil, and whether or not you're attaching any supernatural-slash-theological baggage to those terms. Let me offer the clearest possible example. Murder. Is murder wrong? So yes, I know we're going to get into objective morality here, but yeah, personally, as a social animal capable of empathy, I think murder is wrong. It's definitely wrong legally. If you value your freedom, I'd strongly recommend against it. Is it evil? In a sense, yes, it's evil if you want to use that word. But once again, I don't believe in evil as a supernatural force. But yeah, murder is immoral, destructive. It not only robs a unique sentient individual of their life, but it also tends to have a ripple effect that negatively impacts the lives of the victim's family and friends and possibly the lives of innocent members of the perpetrator's family as well, and society as a whole. I think knowing that there's people out there who are willing to break the law and that social contract we have with one another and take an innocent life, that has a negative impact on all of us. It makes us all feel a little less safe. Nearly everyone would answer yes, but now I will pose a much harder question. How do you know? Do I know it's wrong in the sense that I believe there's some big sky daddy willing to hold me accountable for taking a life? No, I'm an atheist, agnostic atheist, technically. I strongly doubt the existence of a personal God and an afterlife. So there's a good chance we're all on our own in that sense. No big judge in the sky, no one to mete out justice in some great hereafter. You may not want to hear it, it may sound cold or disturbing, but as far as I can tell based on the evidence or lack thereof, it seems like a real possibility. So, like it or not, as I once heard a friend's mother say, tough titties, said the kitty, the milk's all gone. I'm sure you think murder is wrong, mm. but how do you know? If I asked you how you know that the Earth is round, you would show me photographs from outer space or offer me measurable data. But what photographs could you show, what measurements could you provide that prove that murder or rape or theft is wrong? The fact is, you can't. Well, as a social animal that evolved with a capacity for empathy, altruism, group cooperation, and, well, tribalism and violence, too, let's not sugarcoat things, and group outgroup stuff, I think in that sense we can say murder is wrong. And I guess the evidence you're looking for would be the effect it has on the victim's families and society. And, of course, that's within a human evolutionary and societal context. Once again, do I know it's wrong on some grand cosmic level or scale? No. There are scientific facts, but without God, there are no moral facts. In a secular world, there can only be opinions about morality. 
Well, maybe, and if that's the case, so what? We may not like the idea of morality, at least in part, being a matter of opinion, but just because we don't like it doesn't mean that it's necessarily not the case. Are you suggesting we should believe in objective morality just because we find the idea comforting or it makes us feel better? They may be personal opinions or society's opinions, but only opinions. Every atheist philosopher I have read or debated on this subject has acknowledged that if there is no God, there is no objective morality. And once again, that may be the case. As the hackneyed and annoying colloquialism goes, it is what it is. Wishing it were different doesn't change it. Judeo-Christian values are predicated on the existence of a God of morality. In other words, only if there is a God who says murder is wrong, is murder wrong? Well, first of all, I don't buy that. I think you can argue from an ethical or humanist perspective that murder is wrong without dragging God into it. But for the sake of argument, let's say you're right and murder can only be truly considered wrong if there is a God who says it's wrong. So what? Either there's a God or there isn't. I'm not sure what game you're playing. You obviously want us to believe in God, so maybe you're trying to use what is, in your view, the necessity of God for objective morality to convince us of his existence, but kind of a weak argument if that's the case. Otherwise, all morality is opinion. The entire Western world, what we call Western civilization, is based on this understanding. The entirety of Western civilization is based on the idea that there can be no objective morality without God. Well, you may actually have a point in a sense. There's a huge Judeo-Christian influence on Western culture that stretches back the better part of two millennia. And Western culture has obviously also been heavily influenced by the classical world as well. The philosophy and governmental structure systems of the ancient Greeks and Romans, etc. And of course, the budding Jewish movement that would eventually be become Christianity, spread and flourished throughout the classical world. And thusly, we can see the influence of Greek, Platonic, and Aristotelian philosophy, etc. on early Christian thought. But back to your point, even if Western civilization was built on the idea that there can be no objective morality without God, that still doesn't mean that the assertion is necessarily correct. Now, let me make two things clear. First, this doesn't mean that if you don't believe in God, you can't be a good person. There are plenty of kind and moral individuals who don't believe in God and Judeo-Christian values. You mean we're not all baby-eating monsters? That's big of you. But the existence of these good people has nothing, nothing to do with the question of whether good and evil really exist if there is no God. Oh, a bit of jujitsu. <laughs> That's kind of the inverse of what I was saying. I was making the point that wanting there to be objective morality doesn't mean that objective morality exists. And he's making the point that the existence of non-believers, many of whom reject the idea of objective morality, doesn't mean that objective morality doesn't exist if that makes sense. At least I think that's what he's trying to say. If so, I think he's right. Just like the existence of atheists isn't definitive proof that there is no God, and the existence of believers isn't definitive proof that there is a God. Second, there have been plenty of people who believed in God who were not good people. Indeed, more than a few have been evil and have even committed evil in God's name. That's true. Crusades, inquisitions, witch hunts, etc., etc., 
and looks like he's got a stick figure of a Catholic priest with devil horns up there. I think the fact that it doesn't have a face is freaking me out more than the horns. The existence of God doesn't ensure people will do good. I wish it did. The existence of God only ensures that good and evil objectively exist and are not merely opinions. Without God, we therefore end up with what is known as moral relativism. I actually think that the truth might be somewhere in between. I doubt the existence of a higher power who is the author of some objective moral code. But I think we are, like many animals, a social species wired, as I said earlier, for things like group cooperation, solidarity, empathy, altruism, etc. And just as we have a natural revulsion to, say, corpses or human waste, don't mean to gross you out, I think we're also somewhat naturally repulsed or disturbed by senseless violence. Whether you're in a village in Papua New Guinea or a shopping mall in the West, I think if someone came up out of nowhere, grabbed an infant out of a woman's arms and dashed it on the floor, most human beings, no matter what culture or society they're from, would be greatly disturbed. Of course, our quote-unquote better angels, figuratively speaking, can be overridden via culture, indoctrination, etc. We all know there have been cultures throughout history that have practiced human, even child sacrifice, and cultures who still in this day and age stone women to death and execute living, breathing human beings for having the wrong beliefs, etc. And to some degree, there's your moral relativism in action. I think just recently there was a story about ISIS putting people to death get ready for it, for practicing sorcery, something that seems absolutely barbaric and insane to us, and yet obviously to them a big enough moral offense to merit execution. And on that note, Prager loves the Bible and so-called Judeo-Christian ethics. Let us not forget that very book contains prescriptions for executing witches and disobedient children. Meaning that morality is not absolute, but only relative to the individual or to the society. Without God, the words good and evil are just another way of saying, I like and I don't like. Well, in a sense, but I don't think it's as superficial and trivial as you make it sound. There could be millions of years of evolution going far back before we were even human that help determine why we like or don't like. It's not as if we decide on a whim that murder is bad. We come to understand it's bad via, in my opinion, both nature and nurture. If there is no God, the statement murder is evil is the same as the statement, I don't like murder. Redonkulous. Now, many will argue that you don't need moral absolutes. People won't murder because they don't want to be murdered. Duh, just as you said in defense of objective morality, its existence doesn't necessarily guarantee people will behave. The existence of empathy and altruism and human kindness doesn't guarantee that everyone will demonstrate or exhibit those traits. God or no God, you can't guarantee that every person is going to behave decently and compassionately. There's always going to be outliers, psychopaths, tyrants, violent criminals, etc., which, depending on how you spin it, might go to the non-believer side of the argument. It makes sense from a biological or evolutionary perspective that there might be some rogue people with bad wiring out there. But that argument is just wishful thinking. Hitler, Stalin, and Mao didn't want to be murdered, but that hardly stopped them from murdering about a hundred million people. 
Well, in the case of the Nazis, you could argue that centuries of Christian anti-Semitism helped lay the groundwork for the Holocaust. There's a long history of pogroms, persecutions, and expulsions of the Jewish people in Christian Europe. What Hitler espoused or believed regarding Christianity behind the scenes is a matter of some contention. See Hitler's Table Talk, or is it Table Talks? Publicly in his speeches and in Mein Kampf, he uses Christian language, invoking the name of our Lord, etc. I will grant you that religion might help keep people in line in some contexts, but that doesn't prove the existence of objective morality or God. It's not a coincidence that the rejection of Judeo-Christian values in the Western world by Nazism and Communism led to the murder of all these innocent people. It is also not a coincidence that the first societies in the world to abolish slavery, an institution that existed in every known society in human history, were Western societies rooted in Judeo-Christian values. Other than maybe what's implied by the story of the Exodus, the Bible doesn't really seem to denounce slavery. In fact, there's all sorts of prescriptions in the Bible pertaining to the keeping of slaves. And although admittedly many clergymen and religious people were involved in the abolition movement, might Enlightenment values not have played some role in the mindset that led to the end of slavery? And so were the first societies to affirm universal human rights to emancipate women, and to proclaim the value of liberty. Your Judeo-Christian ethics have been around for a long time. Why did it take so long for them to kick in regarding abolition and gender equality? Could it be because social progress and once again enlightenment values had some role to play? Today, the rejection of Judeo-Christian values and moral absolutes has led to a world of moral confusion. Who in the West is rejecting moral absolutes? Even if you don't believe in objective morality or a higher power, most of us still behave as if there are moral absolutes. We believe deeply that things like murder and rape are wrong. It's not like America is some Sodom and Gomorrah, although you might think it is, where everyone's fornicating in the streets and slitting their neighbors' throats. What do you mean by the rejection of Judeo-Christian values? Abortion? Which the Bible doesn't really have much to say about. In fact, if I remember correctly, the Bible actually considers unborn children to be legally and monetarily worth less than the life of an adult. In the New York Times in March 2015, a professor of philosophy confirmed this. He wrote, What would you say if you found out that our public schools were teaching children that it is not true that it's wrong to kill people for fun. Would you be surprised? I was. The professor then added, the overwhelming majority of college freshmen view moral claims as mere opinions. Wait. Believing that morality is, to some degree, a matter of opinion is not the same as a teacher telling kids that murder's okay. Who's the teacher, Charles Manson? Holy shit, some kind of work release program, I guess. So then, whatever you believe about God or religion, here is a fact. Without a God who is the source of morality, morality is just a matter of opinion. Opinion, yes, in part, but it's also a matter of millions of years of evolutionarily guided behavior, if you include our pre-human evolutionary history, and also things like societal and cultural norms that have been agreed upon and passed down, nature and nurture. So, if you want a good world, the death of Judeo-Christian values should frighten you. Yeah, I'm shaking in my boots. Whatever will we do? Meanwhile, we're living in a country that still has a Christian majority and where the idea of an atheist being elected president still seems like a near impossibility.
What are you guys worried about? With that being said, I'm going to call it a wrap. Thanks for watching or listening. You guys know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. Please follow the show on Twitter. You can subscribe via iTunes. If you want to help the show out monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendout and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time. Thanks.